What is going on, ladies and germs? Welcome to another edition of the Comic Bookies podcast. The three of us are here. We hope you are ready. In the sports section this week, NCAA basketball is here. The Warriors are still hot, and somebody on this podcast went 4-0 in the Super Contest. We'll let you know, and we'll get into our Week 11 picks. In comic books this week, we have plenty of books to get into, to review, to preview, and plenty of news, including please, please, please go watch the new James Bond movie, a new Spider-Man trailer, and Disney Plus Day, all of the goodies from that day. So that is the agenda. We are ready. I hope you are, too. Strap in. This is episode 133. Let's do this, everyone. As the music fades out, we enter the Comic Boogies podcast. Thank you so much for listening uh, or actually watching live on Twitch and YouTube or listening wherever you download your podcasts. Episode 133 is here, colliding the worlds of sports and comics like we do every single week. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Tomorrow, Wednesday, November 17th, 2021 is New Comic Book Day. Like we say every single week, go visit the shop on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Alex will have everything you need from back orders to new issues. Start that pull list. Um, but I hope everyone's ready for episode 133. Uh, we were definitely not ready to play Bunko, especially Sean mm. uh, sitting and chilling mm. in the loser table for half mm. the day. But uh, what's up, guys? How's it going? I know I just saw you like two days ago, but uh, how, how, how's life been the last couple of days? What is up, Aaron, by the way? What up, A-Dog? Uh, things have been good, Mike. I'm happy you brought that up. Uh, Bunko, <laughs> that was one of the first times I've ever played, and it was a complete success in terms of us having a good time. It was more of the participation trophy for myself because I was that 0-16 team that <laughs> couldn't get up to Schneid. But, no, it was a great time, man, seeing everybody, the kids, the wives, of course, my brothers. and Everything's good, man. You know, these days it's just hanging with the pregnant wife, getting everything as situated as possible, just a countdown's already begun but hey you know what it's a blessing things are good right now man how are you guys doing i'm good i'm good that game was fun on sunday if you guys don't know we were invited over here by the comic bookie host mike to go play a game that i never even heard of before bunko but all he had to tell me that there was dice involved and you know i was there Uh Um, not like craps an extra dice was handed to you but a pretty fun game pretty much got a roll certain amount of numbers and tally up points and whatnot not going to go into the full details because we can spend the whole podcast talking about it but <laughs> yeah i'm going to go ahead and say that i'm going to pull out the uh, the jersey shore uh line sean if she doesn't know what bunko is she's too young for you bro she's too young for you for sure <laughs> Way yeah, it's definitely young. it's definitely like a, a game that my parents used to play. Uh, Sean, our boy uh, Vige, uh, like his parents used to like my mm-hmm. my parents, his parents. They had like a big group that would they would play at someone else's house every month or every other month. But yeah, it's uh, a dice rolling game. It's fun. We had a few drinks, uh, a lot of laughs, and um, and besides the game, you know, put the game aside. It's you know what you said in general. Like that's something we just have to do. You know, since COVID, you know, yeah. we haven't got together as much as we wish that we would. Obviously. All of us about to have kids here pretty soon and just not as much time to enjoy with uh, work and us living a little bit farther apart than I know we wish we would had. But, hey, we make it work. And if we can do this once every month or once every other month, I'm down for it. You know, pool night, crap night, bunco night. I don't give a damn night. TCB <laughs> night every night. And we I are like here that. to deliver to you guys, baby. 133, man. 
I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I hope that you guys are. It's good. Crazy weather starting to get cold, but uh, it's going to be fun coming into these latter stages of these months in 2021. Excited for 2022, hopefully. But man, yeah, excited. Excited yeah, to see like, your beautiful faces on this right, screen like, with me. Like you'll see now, it's like you go like every six months, you'll see like a live feed of myself in a tank top, and now you're gonna see me like in a parka, like in all a, hoodies, in, man, in all yeah. in like hella layers, a beanie, <laughs> in a few short months. <laughs> uh, not looking forward to it, but hey, you know what? Got to do what you got to do to give out the content, to give out the best content in sports That's and comic books. So uh, speaking of sports, let's get into it. So sports is first this week. Um, let's do. Let's start in the NBA. So our Warriors are still freaking hot as hell. Uh, Sean, I'm pretty sure they've still only lost one, or they have, have they lost a second game yet? Uh, they did lose a second game. They had their earlier season loss versus Memphis. And they lost versus Charlotte, their past game. But they came up victorious today versus Brooklyn. Huge, huge win. So, I mean, hey. 12 and 2. I heard that's a pretty good start. <laughs> They're right. doing all right. Yeah. Hey, Twitch Co. Cowboy on Twitch. Cheers to you, sir. If you guys there are having a drink is. at your side, Twitch cheers Co. to everyone. 133. Thank you so much for joining in the chat. I haven't sir. seen you in a while either. Um, up, but Twitch yeah, Co. dude, I mean, there's plenty to get. I mean, there's plenty to be excited about. You know, just in San Francisco because the Warriors are doing so well. Clay Thompson still hasn't played, but what other things are you guys excited about so far this season? Sean, your pick of Chicago Bulls, you know, they're doing pretty well so far in the first month, first month and a half of the season. So, they're, you know, like, like, like Mark's right. Like, I haven't watched too, too much basketball, but I can still feel that the league is a lot funner this year than I have experienced the last, like, you know, ever since the Warriors weren't going to championships like every other year. Yeah, I just think uh, there's a lot more competitive teams. Yeah, you still kind of have a couple teams that you can say they may be in that. They're the front runner, quote unquote. But I mean, the Warriors, no one expected them to be this high. I mean, best record in basketball. And the best thing is they're playing complete team basketball. They're like number one in offensive ratings, number one in defensive ratings. It's a two-way team. And you're seeing the young guys playing. That's the biggest thing I love. A GP2, Gary Payton the second. Where the hell did he come from? Kuminga, our rookie, playing outstanding. All these young guys are, I don't know. It just makes basketball so much more fun. What you just said, that energy you're feeling, yeah, we're winning. That kind of solves everything. But actually just watching it, I don't know how many times I've heard Mark just like, dude, we're hella good. Dude, this is hella fun to watch. And it's exactly that. It's just really good fundamental basketball. I mean, they're actually making jump shots, not just going up to drive for layups and free throws. And, yeah, man, it's entertaining. Happy to be a Warrior fan right now for sure. Jesus, you, you you took the words right out of my mouth by using my quote as well. But, you know, but you're right, dude. It's just I have been saying that a lot lately. It is fun as hell to watch. And I think what makes it funner is because it kind of reminds us, you know, us being Warrior fans here. But I mean, the league, the rest of the league should be a little scared also because, you know, it kind of reminds us of when Draymond and Curry and, and you know, and uh, Clay were kind of coming up and we were starting to get good and we were starting to put it on them. Right. And now it's like you know, with Curry, you know, just kind of obviously running the shit, but man, we got Wiggins. I'm glad that we kept him. I mean, it just seems that ever since the Warriors been bought by this, you know, this new um, ownership, group and Peter Lakeup and Joe and what or Joe Lakeup and Peter <laughs> Goober and whatnot. And, uh, you know, even Chamat Palapatia, you know, an investor here in the Bay Area that's widely known for his uh, investment and, in, you know, SoFi and all the whatever he's got going and whatnot. But, dude, he's even invested. And ever since they've just, you know, injected just better ownership into this group, it's just been 
they just seem to pull all the right right strings, dude. And yeah, you mentioned- I mean, the the thing that I uh, look back at, and, and I I swear to God, I can't tell you what it was for. It was like a pre it was like a pregame or a halftime ceremony for somebody like, you know, for Mr. West, um, or. Mm-hmm. Something. Mm-hmm. Remember that, Sean? And then the the fans were booing or whatever. Yep. And then and, and then was it Chris Mullen or something? Come on. No, like, it was. On. You uh, know, like, like ever since that moment and like after the. It was Rick Barry. It was Rick Barry. That's it was who it was. Rick, Rick Barry. Barry. And yeah. and like ever since that happened and we had our two fifty game wins uh, seasons go to the playoffs. Unfortunately, lose to I think the Clippers one year and I forgot who we lost to the other year. But then once Steve Kerr came in, man. That was like the cherry on top. That was the finishing touch of what we needed. But like over the course of the years of drafting so well, like everyone talks shit about the pile on teams and everything. Yeah, we got some piece parts. Like we, I think we've said this before. We got those piece parts like Iguodala and Barbosa, a couple other players. But man, like those, the core three, the the core four. Homegrown, oh, baby. Yeah, the, we drafted them. The two, one of the two of the greatest shooters of all time. We drafted that's, him. Yeah, that's Defensive wild. player of the year. We drafted him. You I had a chance that. to get Draymond. He went in the second round. Like, come on now. I mean, we got both of the players in Curry that has the most made three-pointers ever. We got the other player that's got the most three-pointers made ever in a game with 14 in clay. In right? Quarter. It's just – Huh? In, in, a, in quarter, a quarter, in a game, and, and he has all those records. It's just – it's wild to me that, you know – I mean, it's just like picking a lottery ticket because as I'm giving praise to our ownership group and how good they are to, like, keep it together. I mean, is Bob Meyer and, you know, Steve Kerr, which was obviously wasn't there when these picks were made. But what I'm saying is it's not really coming down completely to the ownership group when they obviously pick these players. Right. Who the hell knows that Curry and Clay, you know, some guys that were like mid average in college were going to be the greatest shooters damn near of all time. Right. I mean, it is what it is. But, man, it, it sure as hell is fun, you know, basketball to watch them beating Brooklyn, which were the favorites to actually win this championship this year. And Golden State goes into their house and just lays it to them on the road. One seventeen to ninety nine. I'm sure that's got to have to shake up some you know, some odds going forward here. I might be a little bit too young in tonight to see some odds change on some of these sports books here, but uh, I'm sure that Vegas is going to be adjusting in some of these offshore books in the morning, you know, because Curry for MVP has heated up. I wish I would have took some of these bets earlier in the year, know, right? Before right? like pre-flop, right? Something, but yeah. who would have thought? I mean, I don't think any of us here being right. Uh, sorry. Two of us being Raiders, but no, I don't think all three of us here being Warrior fans would have actually thought that they were going to be this damn good this early in the season sitting at 12 and two, man. I mean, dude. I mean, just look at these other teams like Milwaukee's still kind of struggling to get above 500. The 76ers are now in a five game losing streak, just sitting at uh, above, uh, you know, 500. I mean, the Phoenix Suns are still up there. I still think, honestly, like unless I'm pray to God that clay or someone doesn't get hurt again. I would still say the Phoenix suns are probably still the favorite to get to the, you know, the NBA finals that them. And I don't even know the Lakers anymore. They're not playing very well. I saw a couple highlights over like, like over the weekend. They're not playing very well. Slow. They don't look good. I mean, I actually agree with you on that. The suns, I mean, they, you just have to by default kind of put them into one of the favorites. But I will say a healthy Warriors, uh, the update we just got about 30 seconds ago, Clay's been cleared for full contact practices and went through a five-on-five recently. 
Wow, he'll be ready he, by Christmas Day. Uh, they said he'll be back hopefully within five to six weeks. So, you know, at re- the latest Christmas. So, I mean, you're hearing all these things. Wiseman, I mean, this guy, we still have another first-round talent in that guy. So it's like, yeah, yeah. we got to have those defaults of maybe the Suns got to be up there. Despite how bad they're looking, a, a LeBron Lakers team, they're still LeBron. But you know what? We got the best player in basketball right now. And it's mm-hmm. not he's just playing the best. No, he is the best. Yeah, that LeBron, that LeBron talk can lay its ass to rest because he's unhealthy. He's getting old. And let me tell you what, dude, <laughs> Steph Curry right now, I'm looking at about three to one to win the MVP. Three Damn, to one. It's November. Blowing everybody out of the water. I think he was at eight or I think he was around seven or eight to one before the season started. LeBron James, 40 to one. He's done. He's going Hollywood. I don't know what's up with Dame Lillard this year, man. 50 to one. He's sitting. I thought he would have been a little bit up there. He's injured now, too, though. He's injured. I like Dame. Yeah, he's injured. What's what's wrong with him, actually? He has like a an abdomen strain that he suffered back in the Olympics and he took like no time uh, off really. So I mean, that they sucks. He's, over. he's an electrifying player. I like to watch okay. him play. Um, Mark, do you think that the game to game or should it maybe more importantly, the season long betters on the nets, do you think they're kind of mad right now? Or at least kind of, you know, biting their fingernails saying like, Hey, why don't you just go get those two jabs and get your ass on the court, Kyrie? You know, do you think, you, you think oh, some fuck. people are saying that? Cause I, you know, maybe yeah, not to have heard but, it, but, I mean, They've looked I mean, immortal, though, bro. They lost versus yeah. us. They lost versus Milwaukee. They've had some games that's like, uh, you guys don't look that good. Kyrie, uh, yep. <laughs> Kyrie gives them a way better chance of winning if if he's on the court. So, I mean, I know it sucks, you know, when you want to get into the politics of everything. But, man, if I was at the beginning of the season, if I put if I laid money on them to win the championship or at least get to the finals, for, you know, in the East, um, you know, and then he's still not in the court. I was banking on him to be on the court and be a full squad, full healthy season. Man, I am that's, that's made on. rolling it's my Kyrie, eyes right now. You know, it's Kyrie being there. Without Kyrie, that's not a championship team. They yeah. might push it to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but that's not a championship team. And I'm with you, Mike. I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah. You, um, I, I thought it was funny because you have Tyler Hero sitting here to win the Sixth Man of the Year award, <laughs> and he was the one saying, "I should be the, I should be up there on those names with." Uh, with Trey Young and Luka Doncic, and now he's sitting But that's just here. like a rule thing. When you see that team, though, even like the Miami, they got Butler, they got Kyle Lowry, Adebayo. And I think just position-wise, he doesn't really fit in the starting lineup, but he's still playing like 30 minutes a night. So he's still putting up starter stats, but I mean, uh, come on. Hey, Mark, where's, uh, where's DeMar DeRozan's odds of winning the MVP? Aaron wants to know. Ooh. DeMar DeRozan's odds, I'm going to give you 40 to 1. He's Damn, that's the money to get right there. That guy's been probably the biggest impact free agent signing. He's been he's killing been it with Chicago. Great. And you know what? He's been great. And he's even sitting above his counterpart, Zach Levine. That's 66 to 1. About yeah. 60 to DeRozan's 1. Zach been Levine. way more impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DeRozan, man. It's that Joker It's that Joker tat that he's got that I sent you. <laughs> yeah, badass. Yeah, that's cool. But look, this is what I've said. The Warriors have been doing great, and I love it. But I've said, this is funny. I was like, I want to see once they start playing the Phoenixes, the Utahs, the Dallases, the Denvers, right? Well, you can scratch Brooklyn off your list. You can scratch Bro- I did say the Brooklyns. But look, those other teams that I just said, Phoenix sitting at second place in the West, Dallas at third, Utah at fourth, Denver at sixth. 
You know what I mean? They haven't been they haven't played any of these teams that are actually gonna be contending with them when this comes down to the wire, right? And they haven't faced a full Warriors roster either. So yes. I mean there's also I'm, a counter you know argument. The season is young. I I'm I'm optimistic, but yeah, I'm not gonna still I'm not gonna put the Warriors there. I'm a Warrior fan, Warrior Homer. That me being a sports fan in general, basketball, knowing how this season and this parody looks like it's going this year, like Mike alluded to earlier, I'm going to sit here and say that I'm not going to put the Warriors up there yet. I'd love to see it, but Phoenix is breathing down their back, only a game and a half back. Dallas, two and a half back. Utah, three. These are all teams they haven't played yet, and it's going to come down to the wire, and it's going to be fun, guys. So I can't wait, really. Yeah, I mean, it, the consistency of other teams is what makes is what making it's what's making it interesting for me that the consistent teams can be like a Milwaukee Bucks or a Phoenix Suns because I'm not used to those teams winning. You know, like I'm used to the Lakers winning all the time or, you know, you know, just the other boring teams that like the pylon teams. Yeah, and so, of course, the, the the combination of those teams doing well, like the Washington Wizards are in first place in the East. And then to, to and then to add the Warriors being good again, it's like, you know what? Maybe my argument of every year having like just the top two or three, only one of those top three uh, odds teams are going to win the NBA finals. Maybe I'm wrong this year. And I for damn sure hope that it's gonna be the warriors because i knew they weren't top three so <laughs> even just seeing the cleveland cavaliers sitting there i was you know, just gonna say that nine and say six, it man. john yeah say it, bro hey nine and six bro it's a beautiful thing to say basketball is good when it's like this i mean the, right now who's on the outside looking in yes bucks, it's early the <laughs> milwaukee bucks yep they're not Dude, even this... in a freaking playing game right now this this is actually a season that the NBA actually needs, I think. Dude, this is actually I think it's going to be fun. Like I just said in the West, we just talked about in the East. It's going to come down to it, man, and you know, why is there a cutoff line? Is there So there's t- Oh yeah, that's right. They changed the playoffs. The Warriors playoffs. were in that playoff game. That's right. There's 10 teams that make it. That's right. Yep. So there's your little uh bi-weekly uh, or yeah bi-weekly check-in on the nba so warriors stay hot you know all, all these teams that we're not used to winning keep winning uh so out Trent- chicago though too man fun yeah. team to watch i've always been a zach levine fan coming out of ucla all my closest friends know that so man so shout out to him he's got a beautiful shot i like what they're doing and come on man i think basketball might be a little bit better when the bulls are good right mm-hmm so. Agreed. I agree. Whether there is Michael Jordan's on the team or not, I agree. Um, so let's uh, transition from shoot. Let's let's do some World Cup qualifying. Let's do some. Yeah. Uh, let's let's do something on the pitch. So before we do that, uh, Twitchco Cowboy actually was giving us a nice little story. And you know, with all these NFTs and everything, sometimes it's just good to be an old, you know, just old fashioned lucky. You know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. This mm-hmm. guy just inherited a really old baseball card. Or at least a, a box or a pack of baseball cards. His wife looked up one of them, and it's nearly ten to fourteen thousand dollars. He thinks it's like you know, he, this is the names he's throwing out: either a Babe Ruth or a Jackie Robinson. So uh, he got a baseball. I heard they're pretty yeah. good. Yeah, those guys are okay. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so Twitch Co Cowboy, uh, cheers again, sir. You get two cheers in one episode. Congrats on hopefully, Jesus Christ, that's a huge uh, down payment on it. That's a car. That's a you know, wherever you live, it might he's be send it to, a new house. Gotta, does he got to send it to Pensacola? Um, I don't know. I mean, if it's a Babe Ruth, 
do you really need to? <laughs> Jesus, Babe Ruth. Nuts. Right? Because they're gonna because they're gonna charge you a certain amount. Watch. They have something you know fine printing that they're gonna charge you based off of what it's worth. So if they see a Babe Ruth baseball card coming into the shop and pens, you know, in uh, where is it again? Um, where's the place in Florida, Mark? Pensacola. Is that what Sarasota. it is? Sarasota. Sarasota. Yeah, yeah. Sarasota. Sarasota, Florida. Sarasota. Yeah. So I was yeah, Pensacola. It, if they say, yeah, right. If they see that coming in, they might charge them thousands of dollars just to get it graded. So yeah, no thanks. So I mean, but yeah, but that's pretty cool. And thank you so much to uh, Don. Oh my God. I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this name. I'm so, so sorry if you're watching, but Don underscore the stale Banyo. I don't know if it's like a bunch of different words, uh but yeah thank you so much for following us on twitch um thank you so much so let's do it let's do some pitch work um team usa beats mexico again for what the third straight time sean and mark and but then they go and tie uh jamaica portugal's looking looking like they might be in trouble mexico is looking like they might be in trouble for the world cup qualifying uh how is these internationals um games doing the last couple of days uh it sucks that portugal is on you know the outside looking in (sighs) Yeah, I don't know, man. It fucking sucks. It's a freaking World Cup <laughs> qualifiers. You're trying to get in there, and even like the U.S. today with the draw versus Jamaica coming up a big win. Like, I mean, U.S. They didn't start anybody today, really. No McKinney, no Pulisic. They may have came in. I didn't see, you know, the box score, but I don't know, man. Sometimes I think these teams just gotta take it a little bit more serious in terms of who they're playing. I know there's always like that in between. If it's during the season, you don't want to overrun these players but like you know this is world cup qualifying it's whatever it takes yeah i don't care if i'm playing freaking the bad news bears or freaking brazil like you gotta play your best lineup until hey is our ticket punched okay good now we can start maybe mixing in a little bit like i don't know man and unfortunately what you just said you know u.s you know they're in a little bit of trouble to a degree mexico italy the european champions Portugal, you know, that some teams you're like, what the hell? A World Cup without a Ronaldo? Like, really? His hey. last one would probably be two, right? Guessing it might one. be his last one. Yeah, man. So it's, it's, uh, the next one he'd be coaching just like he did in the Euros in 2016. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but Sean, don't take that kind of evil, don't put that kind of evil on us Portuguese players here or Portuguese fans here, dude. Hey, they're saying here that the champions of it, of Europe could be facing Ronaldo yeah. for that. It won't be in the first. Yeah, they said there's oh a chance. Oh my god! Can you imagine if it's Portugal against Italy for a playoff game, winner uh, take all, to make the World Cup? This yay. is, gonna, dude. If Italy misses the World Cup again for the second time, dude, didn't yeah. they miss it last time? Yeah, they did. Dude, and if so Italy did, misses uh, the Netherlands, but they actually booked their ticket today. The net, uh, well, yeah, Brazil, Argentina booked their tickets. I believe there's 13 teams that have booked their tickets thus far. Yeah. Serbia being one of them. Thanks for the win in the 90th minute coming over the weekend yeah. against Ronaldo's Portugal. But, man, I still have hope. I still have faith. That's it, of course. The biggest hope I got right now is that I hope we don't have to face damn Italy in a playoff game. But, man, Mexico, I know a lot of our listeners probably have Mexican ties and uh, are, you know, are hoping. You know, I mean, that's another team. I mean, the World Cup's always better when Mexico's in one of those yeah, groups, right? of course. So, you know, every, US, every kickoff, burro. 
Yeah, except except their damn fans can't stop it with the homophobic slurs that are killing their. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's killing them. It's killing them. They can't them. do that anymore. I know it's, it's crazy. No mas, no mas. I think that I think that they got sanctions on them where the or FIFA or whatever the hell wait one of the damn organizations said that they can't have fans for the next two games. I think mm-hmm. it might have been the qualifiers, Long dude. Games. Oh, damn, yeah, because so of that. Getting, they're getting screwed. So two straight games, they're not going to be able to have fans there because the fans can't keep their yaps up and keep bumping their gum about uh, some homophobic slurs. So if you're a Damn. Mexican fan out there, Mexico City, if we got any downloads, comic bookie hosts out here telling you pipe it down a little bit, man, because you guys want to watch the game. Calmate, güey. So from the pitch, from yeah. the pitch to uh, the football field, let's get in. So uh, let's highlight a few of the uh, matchups this weekend for uh, college football. Uh, look, looking like the best match of the of the week is in the Big Ten. You have Michigan State, who is nine and one, visiting the seven and zero in the Big Ten, nine and one overall, also in Ohio State. What a huge shakeup in the Big Ten! A huge shakeup possibly for the playoff if Michigan State were to go into the horseshoe and beat Ohio state. Then you have other games like number 21, Arkansas, actually they're actually seven and three overall, although they have three losses in the sec to nine and one overall Alabama. And finally your final game where you have two top 25 teams, number three, Oregon visits Utah, who is six and one in the pac 12 Utah, actually three point favorites in that one. So uh, guys, anything, you know, Continue on to those three games or anything else you want to throw. I'd see San Diego State 19th overall. Nice. Man, I think that Michigan, you said Michigan's going into Ohio State, right? What Michigan a game. State. Michigan State. Oh, Michigan State. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So when does Michigan go into Ohio? Or Probably the Mi- next week, maybe? That might I be think next it's the, week. I think it's the last game, right? It's, it's at least one of the last games, yeah. Um, I, go I, ahead. I, you, you can go continue, and then I'll go ahead and look it up. Oh, it, it is next week. Ohio State at Michigan next weekend. All right. Okay, so that's the game I'm going to be looking forward to. I think Michigan can finally probably get it done with Harbaugh. I know I'm jumping ahead a week, but, man, I'm, ex- I'm kind of excited for that game. I just think that michigan has lost how many straight times to ohio state sean like nine seven or nine a lot you know what at least every year that jim harbaugh has been there at least every year he's been there yeah he hasn't beat i think ohio state yeah harbaugh's uh, never beat him and i think a couple years before that so uh we'll see there were some games tonight in the mac i love these mac uh, tuesday games but um georgia number one bama number two uh ohio state number four oh, and uh, oregon moved up to three three wow oregon's at it again freaking pack 12 oregon man as much crap as we talk but seems to be the only team kind of trying to keep us conference alive over here in the west keep right relevant it's just relevant you know it's kind of like usc back in the reggie bush and liner days and whatnot but uh thank you oregon sitting at nine and one the only loss obviously being to stanford at the farm over there in uh, palo alto you know and then obviously stanford goes up to freaking beaver beaver town in corvallis and gets whomped on by <laughs> 
by the you know the Beavers were actually playing good ball this year. So shout out to them. Cincinnati sitting at number five at ten and zero. Just uh, that's why you need to expand these playoffs, man. If uh, they'd be in the playoffs right now, currently sitting out, Michigan could get in. Michigan State. There's so many teams that are deserving. I mean, I just hate the fact that you have one loss. So many teams with one loss, and they're not going to get a chance. Even a team with no losses isn't going to get a chance. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's you just wanna, it makes think, no uh, sense. You think Alabama with one loss should be ahead of a Cincinnati that's undefeated? Yeah, I mean, the strength of schedule comes in. I know people the hate strength it. of schedule, where you play, and don't be mistaken. I mean, Cincinnati has played a couple they close games. They that. haven't. They haven't just completely been blowing everybody out that they've been playing. So, uh, you know, I respect. I actually respect that decision to keep, you know, Alabama in there with that one loss. But uh, even Michigan, bro, nine and one, they you know they win this week and go and beat Ohio State next week. That's the team. Are they going to jump in? What would yeah. you rather want? They win this week at Maryland, which I think is going to be no gimme going against Tua's brother. And they go and beat uh, Stroud and Ohio State next week. They get to 11 and one. I mean, 11 and one and Ohio State's going to probably be ousted because we'll have two losses michigan and oregon i mean would you want michigan at 11 and 1 in the top four or would you keep cincinnati if cincinnati goes undefeated i think that's another question you got to ask the thing with michigan this week is i know as we just talked about with the warriors losing in charlotte but then winning in brooklyn tonight i think this is going to be a huge look ahead game for michigan and the wolverines dude it's I mean, Maryland has been playing subpar at that. Yes, Tua's brother, but, I mean, that don't mean shit when it comes down to this. I mean, I think that Harbaugh's going to have to have their head on a swivel, and they're not going to have to be – they better not be looking ahead because if they want to have any chance of – you know, they have to survive Maryland and not look ahead to Ohio State next week because that's going to be the granddaddy of them all. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if if ESPN College Game Day probably isn't going to that game. But Musburger's voice, the granddaddy of them all. The granddaddy of them all. The right? Rose Bowl. At, at the big house. <laughs> Whoa, Nelly. Yeah, Michigan State, just think about where they would have been at right now if they didn't falter to a damn Purdue. It's just – it's crazy, dude. It's a good season. It's kind of like this NBA season we talked about. Yeah. I just uh, – I like to see some new blood in there. It'd be cool to see a Cincinnati in there, but they'd probably get smacked by one of these, you know, Georgia against Cincinnati. I mean, come on now. It's just uh, it's just not going to happen. Right. So that's why they just need to expand it. So it's not so you're not taking away, you know, you're just adding to the flavor. You're not taking ingredients away. You're just putting a little bit more in the mix, man. So. All right, on to the NFL. So let's um, go from college to the pros. Um, somebody had a four and a week finally. Someone is—I uh, don't know if I'm off the schneid, no but uh, he was so quick to give. No wonder he was so quick to move on from college. Well, we don't also want to—we do, also don't want to go on for three-hour podcasts. So, so I go four and zero. Oh, uh, well, you're also—you—you mm, you also wanted to continue on college because you don't want people to know that you went one and three again this week. So, uh, you know, you're slowly losing that well. lead, buddy. So anyway, so four and zero oh is myself. Uh, Sean goes two and two, and Marco's uh, one and three. All of us now are um, well under 500, but uh, I only have two less losses than Mark, so I am coming, my friend, and not in that kind of way. <laughs> wow, there it is. Uh, but anyways, so um, let's do Jesus. it. Let's go. Uh, let's do uh-huh. our picks for the week. 
Uh, if anybody else wants to join in, I know Aaron already sent his picks in, so I will uh, unveil those picks. He went uh, cool two and two last week. Anybody else uh, listening right now or subscribed or whatever, listening on your podcast, um, we still have time in the season. If you'd like to join, I would love to get you in at least five or six weeks of the season. Please send us um, – just go on you know, IG, email, whatever. Send us four picks against the spread every week in the NFL and the uh, fan with the – best winning percentage at the end of the year will get a nice prize pack from yours truly's at the comic bookie yours truly's thanks for those by the way mark mm-hmm. i enjoyed those very well said right there I like how you mix that in right oh and by the way uh also who's in first place by themselves in the league of mediocre douchebags hello somebody's is. having themselves a week in the bro NFL. i needed 15 points from stafford elijah mitchell and my freaking kicker are you I serious got, i got 10 points <laughs> I got 10 points from my QB1, RB2, and freaking kicker. How the hell does that happen? And then how and how the hell do I win when I have Mike? I didn't do my team on accident. I was at work and I just you know got I just forgot. I had Nick Chubb on COVID. I had um who was the other Damian Harris was injured so he didn't play. And then I didn't start Mike Evans who had a touchdown and I still won. I don't know how I did that. I kind of know because the other guy didn't score diddly poo offensively. <laughs> But um, I guess I'll go first. Um, should I just get the pick out of the way? Should I just Do get it. Should I just get it out of the way? I, I think I'm just going to get it out of the way. It worked last week. I think it's going to work this week. Um, I'm taking – and then for no – I mean we always give a reason, but you know my reason. I mean I think the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit. I think all the off-the-field off stuff happening with Arnett, with Ruggs, with Gruden, I think it's starting to take a toll. Uh, Carr is in a funk right now, so until he gets out of the funk – you know, I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to pick against them. They're at home. They're getting points at home. I'm going to take Cincinnati minus one. Pretty much should pick them minus one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Take. But I mean, oh, yeah, yeah I'm not against today. I just kind of want to. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, I hope I hope I lose this game. Like I was already three and oh up to this point when the Raiders were playing the Chiefs. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll go three and one if the Raiders cover if they win the game. And they get freaking blasted by Kansas City. Now they're like, what, in first place again? Because the Chargers can't win. The Raiders can't win. Denver is who we thought they were. So I don't know. I'm just going to ride the train of not picking the Raiders. And if it gives me a loss, but they get a win every week, so be it. So I don't know. Uh, Sean, you're next since you went 2-2 and last week. Uh, I'm going to go with the team that I ride that for. And we're three and one on the road. I'm going with the Niners minus six and All a right. half versus Jacksonville. I love what we did versus L.A. And it's not like, oh, we beat L.A. Now we're going to get it. Now we're easily going to beat Jacksonville. I just think we figured out what the hell our identity is again. We're a freaking running ground and pound team. And no, I think we're going to Jacksonville and hopefully they you know, lay the smack down on them. And the um, the stats speak for themselves when uh, Kittle's um, healthy. When Kittle's healthy, like Jimmy Garoppolo's stats, it's like freaking night and day. He had like, what, one touchdown and three picks without him, and he's got like eight touchdowns and two picks with him. So Another guy with a Joker tattoo, have you? Right? There you go. (laughs) Well said, Uh, sir. Get a Joker tattoo, and you'll be tearing up the NFL, boys and girls. So, (laughs) So, uh, Mark, I think for the first time on the podcast during the season, I think you're picking third this week. So, uh, by all means, bro, go ahead. Unbelievable. But I'll take it, you know. I'll take my third-place pick. You know why? Because I'm looking at you, and I'm going against you. I'm going against you this week, Mike. (gasps) I'm going to actually be taking the Raiders, dude. I'm sticking two reasons. Let me tell you why. 
Reason number one, I'm still sticking to my guns coming off these weak-ass teams coming off their weak-ass buys that aren't studying, no oh, film. Yeah. They just lamping up, taking their girls to top golf and their damn new C8 vets. Dude, I'm telling you, these fools, I've been paying attention all season. These teams coming off buys have not been faring very well. And I'm not saying that Cincinnati is going to be that same team, but what I'm seeing – what did we say about Tampa Bay last week? We obviously saw what happened, losing the game on the field. Couldn't even get close to covering the 10. Not, never even got, I don't even know if they led the whole game. I don't think they did. So I am actually going to be going against a team that just had a bye in the Cincinnati Bagels. And I'm going to be sticking with a team that, yes, they're a week, an extra week pushed farther from all that Henry Ruggs and all that Arnett. BS that's been happening on the field and I like them because they are at home if they were going on the road but they have two straight home games to kind of get their head wrapped against each other you said Carr's got to get out of the funk I'm looking at him to get out of the funk this week I think that with my buddy's birthday being out there him seeing running into Mark Davis at Resorts World Mm -hmm. over there you know I think (laughs) it bodes well and I just kind of like the Raiders this week man like I said they're at home Cincinnati Bagels, they've been on the bye. They're probably partying in Vegas a little bit more than they wish that they would be. So when it comes Sunday at 1.05 p.m. Pacific Standard Time down there in the desert, I'm going to be looking to cash in my ticket at the window with the Las Vegas Raiders plus one, guys. All right. Well, thank you for mentioning the team that I'm going to take this week because we saw them lose for, I think, a second straight week. And what did we say? Like as soon as that the final horn goes, we go, what do we say? Fade them. Fade the Buccaneers, fade Tom Brady, he's pissed off, so he's coming at home on Monday Night Football. So I will take my 3-0 and week this week, and I will go 4-0 and again this week when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers cover 11 points at home against the New York Giants, who are 1-3 and on the road. I just uh, think that— Another—you took my pick. I just think I just think the Giants. I just think the Giants are still not a good team, even though they had a a really good morale boosting win at home against the Raiders. And um, see, Sean, he's taking he's taking my he's 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 taking my handicapping my handicapping uh, technique. He's 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 fading the Brady. The Buccaneers are four and zero at home. They're just they're a way better team. They're still a Super Bowl contending team. They're going to absolutely demolish the Giants by at least um, seventeen to twenty points. So I'm taking the Buccaneers at home against the Giants minus eleven. Well said, sir. Uh, I think that would make it my second pick, and I'm going to go with the uh, Buffalo Bills at home against the Indianapolis Colts. I actually like what Wentz has been doing. Statistically, he's been one of the better quarterbacks this year. He has him at five and five. I had high hopes on the Colts that they'd be a little bit better up to this point, but going against Buffalo, I think, uh, like Vince McMahon said, you know, they have no chance in hell. So <laughs> we're gonna go with Buffalo. I minus Buffalo seven. Buffalo minus seven. You know, Buffalo hasn't been scoring a lot of points. I, you know, one of these weeks it's gonna be one of those. You They're know, due. Josh Allen goes off for like 50 fantasy points and they score 48 points easily. So it could be this week. I'm not really sure because the Colts still have a pretty decent defense but i did drop their defense this week because i knew they were coming to buffalo so i wasn't gonna take <laughs> yeah i dumped them this week all um, i know is Mark, we, probably, ahead, we probably got some it's my pick yeah it is sir we probably got some bills mafia fans that probably listen to this comic book yeah, podcast right? new york's new york's been representing new york's been one of our highest downloaders the last 10 episodes as shot, you guys heard last week shot out and why we love you 
But nonetheless, dude, I think it's crazy, man. You talk about how bad it's been for your life in sports, Mike. Imagine being a freaking 20-year <laughs> – bro, four straight Super Bowls? You can't get one W? It was four, right? It at wasn't least they, three. At least they win. You could be a Browns fan or a Lions fan. I didn't even go. Dude, Lions, like I mentioned before on this podcast, one, win. They tied. one playoff appearance in the last 50 years, and that was in like 93 with Barry Sanders, and they got out. Dude, it's just – oh, my God. I mean, we complain about the Raiders being fans here, but Jesus, dude, some teams have had it horrible. For my second pick, guys, I'm going to be looking at the Kansas City Chiefs. Minus two and a half. I like how they've been kind of stepping it up a little bit more on defense. I think that talking about getting out of funks, I think that Patrick Mahomes has been getting out of a little bit of a funk himself. At least, I mean – at least with playing the Raiders, that's not saying much, but hopefully that that dominant performance that he had, you know, Sunday night in the desert, hopefully he can continue that going into Kansas City and with Dallas just obviously having that obliterating win and just completely dominating a useless, worthless Atlanta Falcons team, which I might be picking later. Stand by for that. <laughs> but uh, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be able to handle some business come Arrowhead at 1.25 p.m. Pacific time. So uh, let's go, Kansas City. Not really because uh, they're leading the division again. How quick yeah, was that? Yeah, we're a loss seems, there, bro. It, it seems like in the sla- yeah. It seems like in the snap of a finger, right, that they were in like third, fourth place in the division. Here they are leading it again mm-hmm. with some woes by the Raiders and the Chargers as of late. But um, I think that they can probably handle business here in uh, in, in Kansas City, man, against the Cowboys. So probably going to be yeah. one of the game of the weeks, man. So we'll see. Yeah, because that, cause that one kind of scared me because I was like, you know what? Like, are the Cowboys back to being for real? Because they had covered every game. And then, of course, I picked them against the Broncos and they got freaking dominated and then they score over 40 points at home this week i was like you know what they're back to being themselves but then the chiefs played really like you know mahomes is like you know he's now up to like number two or three in passing yards in the whole league so they're slowly starting to find their stride so picking cowboys even though they're they've covered every game but one they're three and one on the road that kind of scared me so i'm gonna take another team that's five and zero on the road this year and from what i saw with the seahawks on the road last week and with the good you know defensive front that the cardinals have i just think they're you know of course we've all known that the offensive line of seattle is just atrocious i think that the cardinals is going to be it's going to be a close game but two and a half points is enough for me to take them they're five and oh as i said on the road i'm taking the cardinals i'm taking a healthy now hopefully now healthy uh kyler murray is back and they're going to go into the um and they're going to go into seattle and shut the 12th man up so cardinals minus two and a half oh i like that sir very, very nice, I must Ooh. say. Ah, uh, man, kind of took a couple of my picks here, but there's definitely some good opportunity. <laughs> you always um, got the Jets, bro. You're, don't you're, worry, you don't, you're, have you're, you're, you don't have the Rams to pick I'm happy, this week. You got I'm your happy main. You brought that up because uh, I'm going to roll with the team that I do like, despite how bad their record is. I'm going with Miami. 
<laughs> you picked Miami three. like four times this year. <laughs> I have, and I'm gonna I'm gonna Just go like with Miami again. Going to your house on Sunday, he's all about. Just like I was dressed in that 50 degree weather, like I was going to he's Miami. All about that dual save either. Oh, yeah, man. so we're going to go with Miami again this week. I think they've probably let me down more times than not, but this is the week. It's, it's make or break. If you can't cover three against New York, then we got some serious problems. Oh, man. All right, Mark, your third pick. My third pick. I got one in the bag, but do I use it? Do I use it? Do I abuse it? Uh, Eagles and Saints, that's going to be a tough one to look at. If you see here. Let me see. The Bears were on a bye last week? I think so. I don't, I don't remember them playing. I think so. Oh, I don't remember them playing either. You know what that means. <laughs> Give me the Baltimore Ravens. Minus six going into Soldier Field. Hopefully, I haven't checked the weather report. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. I'm going to be taking the Baltimore Ravens at Soldier Field come 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, I just. Don't I mean, even see. if it's even if it's freezing ass, it's probably freezing ass in Baltimore too. So yeah, I mean, they're used to for it. Baltimore, they run anyways. That's right. Thank you. Even 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 serves my thesis even better. Thank you for that, Sean. <laughs> Minus six, Baltimore Ravens. Let's go. Man, this is a tough one. I don't want to lay any more points. I already laid eleven with Tampa Bay. Uh, do I do it? You are. You're gonna take my pick right here. Damn, dude, because this team, this team, freaking, I don't care if it's a division game, this team freaking sucks. But then, man, that's a tough one, too. There's some tough ones these last couple of games. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Poison. Okay, I'll let you have that pick. I'm going to go shoot. I probably ain't going to pick that one, though. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. This team always this this quarterback, this team for some reason they all, they always at least keep it close, if not win and cover. So since they're underdogs, I'm gonna take them on prime time. They always come up on prime time. So Sunday night football, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Chargers, uh, plus five and a half. Pity, pity. I don't like the Chargers have been playing like near the, the past couple weeks, just like the Raiders. They've been kind of in a free fall, uh, unlike our lucid stocks. Um, but yeah, I don't like uh, uh, LAC right now, which I'll probably regret it. I'll pay attention to this next uh, pick because I was it was either that or um, taking the Titans minus 10 and a half at home against the Houston Texans because Houston just freaking sucks. But Pittsburgh plus five and a half. Sean, well, you got Pitt, Cincy, Arizona, and Tampa Bay. TB. Sean's Minus got San Francisco, 10. Buffalo, his favorite Miami, and now what do you take, Sean? Well, sir, uh, to what you just said, there's a lot of division games. Looking at these spreads, they're all very close, and there's not one that I'm like, oh, I'm for sure going to go with them. But I am going to uh go with them just because they do have a quarterback that is going to probably go down in the Hall of Fame as one of the better ones. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. You got to cover two and a half. I'll take that versus Minnesota. Which that scares me because Minnesota has been playing like doo doo. I mean, they won last week, but uh, Dalvin Cook's probably going to run all over Green Bay and pound them. I, I've seen this before. Shouldn't Dalvin Cook be in jail? Uh, isn't Dal- isn't Dalvin Cook the one? Uh, he's not there yet. Oh, okay. Unless know. he he's got still, picked so he's up. Still Unless he escaped through the border to Mexico as he <laughs> left San Diego. Oh, sorry, not San Diego, L.A. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, Mark, uh, um, you have the 12th and final pick of the week before we go to a break before comic books. 
yes, dude, I cannot pick Minnesota to save my life. I just can't do it, dude. I, <laughs> dude, I've played Minnesota at least three or four times this year, and every single time they smoke me. Whether I play them, they smoke me. I decide to play against them, they smoke me. Man, f you, Minnie. Probably got some Minnesota fans out there. Sorry, <laughs> it's nothing against you guys, but geez, man, I'm just such on the wrong side of the coin when it comes to picking against your team. Sorry, but let's get back on track here for my final pick. I'm going against Mr. Five Hat right here, Michael Biella again. I liked how Seattle competed. I like how Russell scored zero points. I like how they scored zero points. Actually, I love that. That's even better. Russell Wilson coming off that injury. Russell Wilson coming back, getting acclimated. You know how hard it is to play at Lambeau Field against this guy that was also pissed off. The team was probably pissed off that they had to take that L in Kansas City because the damn COVID response. What the hell, you know. But, dude, I like Seattle here. I think Arizona, this is a game with their quarterback now coming back. So they're kind of in the same situation that Seattle was in last week. Seattle got that game under their heels to kind of, you know, get, you know, get back on on track. Right. So I think that with the short line here, I wish it was more of a primetime game because I know how good Russ is in primetime. But I'll still be back in the sea chickens here up in Seattle to try to get this win plus two and a half. If I was buying the hook. In Vegas, or if I was really at the window, not on the Comic Bookies podcast, I'd be getting it at three. If you guys are out there, I think that three would be the play. I would see the value there. Getting Kyler back for Arizona does scare me. I don't know if they're going to get getting Hopkins back as well. If they do, that's even scarier. So I might be biting myself the whole, you know, biting my nails the whole damn time I'm watching this game. But I'm going to go against you in this one, Mike, and I'm going to think that Seattle and Carroll and uh, the 12th man can get it together up there on the Pacific Northwest come 1.25 p.m. Pacific time for your viewing pleasure on Fox. All right. Well, there you have it, everyone. There are your picks of the week. Please, again, send in your picks to us. You know what? Honorable mention uh, pick of the week. Let's go with Here the Eagles. Go. to get. Let's get the Eagles to get their first win at home, home this win. year. They're yeah. 0-4, and they only have to cover, cover a point and a half at home against the Saints. I like that. And screw it. Here's another one. Cam Newton. He's back. I'm back. Getting 15 yard, you know, personal foul penalties, but take them at home minus three and a half against yeah, the Washington li- football team who just lost. Um, what's his name? Chase. Um, Chase. Um, yeah, I was me. I was looking Chase, at them uh, also. Chase Young. Chase Young. Chase Young. They lost him to an ACL or Achilles, whatever the hell. Uh, but this has been the Comboogies podcast. That has been sports. Thank you so much for tuning in and chatting with us so far live on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, please go follow our pages so you can go ahead and get those notifications every single week. But we're going to take a quick break to go use the Bonyo and to get another beer. But we're going to be back with comic books and entertainment in one quick second. See you guys soon. Welcome back, everyone, to the Comic Bookies podcast. 
episode 133. Thank you so much for tuning in right now, whether you're live on YouTube and Twitch like we always are every week or wherever you find us on your podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Um, shoot, we're on iHeartRadio, radio.com app. We're on Amazon Prime Music. Wherever you can get your podcast, we are there. So thank you so much for downloading, uh, subscribing, supporting us, You know, coming in you know, to the chat. Uh, liking us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, emailing us and stuff like all those publishers that have re- have reached out and reached out for e- um, for interviews and everything, or for us to plug their books. Thank you so much. We're you know three easygoing guys. We'll do that for you, no problem. If you've got a, a Kickstarter or whatever, a project going, we'll go ahead and plug it, no matter what. Um, Treasure Island Comics is the sponsor of the show. Thank you so much to Alex and everyone there at TI in Fremont, California. Go check them out Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. All right, guys. So uh, comic books. So I have a few books to talk about this week, uh, a few books to talk about this week. Actually, last week, Mark, shoot, I had that that uh, big old stack of 13 books that I just got in the mail two days ago. We'll be talking about that next week. But luckily, this week was only five books that I had to read that were brand new. So it's kind of a up and down slope. This week, I'm only getting eight. So hopefully, it, you know, that line of like six, seven, eight, hopefully I can keep it there because the last two previews, I haven't gotten that many books. But um, let's preview some of the books that are coming out this week tomorrow on November 17th. So over on the DC side, we have Batman 117, the final James Tynion issue of his Batman run. Nightwing 86, Justice League 69, Nice House on the Lake number six, and the much anticipated huge issue. Everyone should at least be grabbing a copy of it because it's just a big, you know, storyline. You know, if you're going to get it graded, it might be worth something in the future. But Superman's son of Kal-El, number five, we all know that uh, Superman's son, Jonathan, is going to come out as, I believe, bisexual. So uh, Marvel, Moon Knight, number five, X-Force, 25, Dark Ages, number three, Sword, number 10, and Kang the Conqueror, number four, to name a few. Image has Primordial number three, which is weird because I just read Primordial number two today. <laughs> uh, King Spawn number four and The Deep Beyond number 10. Boom Studios gives you guys Eat the Rich number four and Power Rangers 13. Flip it around. Buffy the Vampire Slayer 31 comes out tomorrow. AWA gives us Not All Robots number four. Aftershock Almost American 3, which Alex said he's not getting again for a second straight week. So that book might be delayed. Uh, you might not get that book. And Mark, if you're interested from Albatross, The Goon 14. <laughs> if you want to jump back that. on The Goon. So number 14 comes out tomorrow. So, uh, fellas, let's jump into it. Uh, first of all, what are you guys excited about this week um, uh, from whatever I uh, named or anything else from this week's new books? Uh, it's actually a book that Mark and myself read, Eat the Rich. I really like Eat the Rich. Yeah, it has a little bit of the whole trippy – you know, seem a little bit like the cannibalistic, like just a weird um, group of people. But then again, there's a good little story within it of uh, the chick who's kind of like, I think she's like 50-50. Maybe she's starting to buy into how they are, but she's also kind of like, what the hell am I doing here? I don't know. Definitely uh, sparks our curiosity. So for sure, eat the rich. I like uh, that. Can I come in? Can I cut in for a second? Uh, like every time you guys talk about it, and do you agree? Like it's more and more feeling like that, like that get out movie. I think I've said it before. Like, is it kind of like you brought that it up, bro? After the first one, I think, and it has it like to it. get out. It does, bro. Okay. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Primordial number three. I think it's got to get picked up a little bit. Jeff huh. Lemire. He's the yeah. writer, but he ain't got much damn writing to do. <laughs> he has he must to. Be we don't want to hear bark, bark, alone, he, alone, or. 
he must be working on another project. I mean, if that's all he can <laughs> write for this book, but nonetheless, Jesus, I mean, Image Comics obviously got a damn good writer, but uh, I don't know. I think it's a mini. I don't know. If, I think it's a mini series. So I mean, I think, so. I think it's like five or six. Five or six. So you're two win, and now you got the what is it? You got the doctor that was that kind of raised the little wow wow mm-hmm. little doggy, and now it's just um, you know. I I don't know what to think of it. I thought that, you know, I thought I, I, I thought that I was going to expect way more from the second issue. I'm just going to expect way more from the third. I guess I can well, leave it at that. There better be more in the third. <laughs> well, I mean, it has to. It, it had a good feel to it. Like even like I think the most interesting part of that book so far is what I read in previews, you know, like, oh, back in this year, the space race was in full effect with the Americans and the Soviets. And we send up, you know, they send up a dog. We send up two monkeys and they never return. But what would happen if they finally came back to Earth? You know, it's like, oh, cool. This sounds really cool. And you hit me with these first two uh, issues, Lemire. Come on. Now. I mean, the first <laughs> issue was cool, but the second one was, I'm sorry, it was trash. So hopefully. Sure, thank with, you. Thank you. I love the criticism. Michael. So hopefully the it. the third issue with the Soviet or the Russian uh, uh, doctor or scientist yeah. and now coming uh, introducing herself with the other scientist, the doctor yes, uh, from sir. America. They right. come together and they try to find these animals. And but like, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Like once they find, I hope they find them at the end of issue three and they kind of deal with what the effect of what happened to them when they were out in the great beyond. So. It had a good feel to it. I'm not liking it so far, but you know, hail, you know, hail. It's um, only uh, six hail. issues, so hey, get- I'll, I'll pick it up. Screw it. Give a little Marvel talk this week. We're getting a new Moon Knight again. Uh, I think that the last offering was better than the one previous, but. I, that one needs to pick up as well. I think Mike can attest to that as well with me, Sean. I don't know. You're still getting Moon Knight as well, yeah, Sean. I actually dropped it. Dropped it. Not a bad decision, man. It's not going to go. It's not going to go 18 no issues. Chance. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to go 18 issues like like we did with Thor or 17 or however long we went. I'm going to give it the first. I'm going to give it the first arc. Yeah. You got a shorter leash on it. Too much potential out there these days, you know. It's funny because Ashley was talking out. I know I brought this up before, but it's just like he actually said, you know, if you actually just don't like like a book, maybe read it again. But there's no need to keep a long leash. And then like talking, I think Mike later that day, he said, "I'm done with Thor after freaking the freaking froggy Thor." Like (laughs) the leash is (laughs) the leash is cut, man. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, I know he's an established character, Throg. He's been in other stories before. So, like, he was actually in the Loki series. There was a scene where they were in, like, remember when they go down to the Great uh, Depth or whatever? Like, I forgot where it was, the Great Beyond. But when they came up, when they panned up from the ground and they went through all the stuff that was in the dirt, Throg was in, like, he was in, like, a jar trying to get out. He was, like, trying to use his little Thor hammer to get out. So he's been an established character. He's probably beloved by hundreds or thousands of Marvel fans, but he's not beloved by myself. And it was a really crap story that, you know, Thor is just, like, down himself. And, like, he doesn't feel worthy of having uh, Mjolnir. I'm like, come on, just pick up the damn thing. Let's hit something. Like, those those first two arcs, at least the first one, that was badass with Galactus. And and come on, dude, that was so cool. You're a poodle, man. Shoot. Yeah. I mean – Go ahead, Mark. Go, no, go ahead. You go ahead. 
Well, no, I was just I, I was just going to say too. I just got the newest. Um, it's in the house from last week. The newest issue of Strange Academy. Um, yeah. I keep the standards. I keep my expectations too. Like it's supposed to be more for, uh, of a kid thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing with the feel of uh, if it's X Men meets Harry Potter, it still feels cool to me. So it's it's kind of like a story like where I can hold on to a Marvel and then get that kind of kid feel to it. Like I don't ever expect it to be like a tiny and nice house on the lake or something hella mature to where if I don't get that, I feel like I have to drop it. But, um, but again, strange Academy still has to pick it up just a little bit. You know, I'm not going to go for the next year with strange Academy, especially for like with the breaks that it takes, you know, it's been taking those long breaks. So it's like, damn, I already bagged and boarded number 11. Now number 12 comes out two and a half months later. I'm like, ah, damn, like I kind of forgot what happened. And it's in the, within the same arc. It's not like the it's not like a new arc started. It's within the same damn story. So I don't know. Marvel, like like they killed it. We'll talk about it in a minute. But they killed it like on on Disney Plus Day with all the new shows and all the previous all the small things they put out. More and more posters and trailers for Spider Man. They're killing it in like in, in the media, uh, you know, you know, visual like with movies and TV and everything. But with books. Depending where their focus for is. For at least me, if I can speak for all three of us, you know. A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, guys. Another book that <laughs> reminds me just of Primordial. Did you pick up the second offering, Sean? Uh, I didn't one. go last week, but I did mention to Alex that I am going to for sure be uh, getting a number two. I know we bashed the first one so bad. but uh, I... You might not want to get the second one either. Oh, no. I mean... Obviously, we're getting a little bit more of the storyline going into the second one. But the Does it dialogue, have two words or three words? If, if you're into <laughs> art, you know, museum and looking at pictures, I mean, go right ahead. But another offering from Rick Remender over here at Image uh, Studios and Andre Lima Arrahuo, Arrahuo, however you pronounce it. But, you know, I think that the story has a pretty cool meaning behind it in this second offering you haven't read it right you're gonna get it i don't yeah, know I'm if i want to spoil it but we, the, the the antagonist obviously getting a little bit more clues as what to happen what happened in the first issue um he meets up with uh, another person and they kind of go on a mission to try to uh, get more clues i'll leave it at that um pretty cool just uh, not much dialogue, man. And when there's not much dialogue, you're going through these books pretty quick. And obviously, us here at the Comic Bookies podcast can't recommend these. You know, I don't really want to recommend my listeners to pick up on books that they're going to read in, you know, five to seven minutes. Because in my opinion, I read so many other books that I can, you know, offer my listeners, our listeners, some damn books that you know are worthwhile of 15 because you're going to be spending four or five bucks on these damn books inflation these damn things might go to six pretty soon to print in all these damn ink costs and whatnot but dude um if you're going to charge five six dollars for a book you're going to have to want to at least read it for 15 to 20 minutes not like five to seven it's kind of kind of messed up how these publishers whatever i wouldn't say getting off but it's kind of you know, it's kind of bushly that you're going to put something out there for four or five, six bucks. And I'm going to be able to read it through in seven, eight minutes. So uh, I'd expect more. a minute. 
I expect more an image. Uh, I know you can deliver more. So uh, that's two books that we just mentioned back to back in Primordial and um, A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. Uh, obviously, both great writers. And uh, we know that there can be a lot more dialogue in these books going into these third and fourth offerings. So uh, we hope to see that. But nonetheless, we keep reading and we you know we we love the books and we love the artists and we love the writers and uh, we support either way. So but that's just our my opinion on it nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, and you know, it's I have yet to ever read something. Well, I mean, eh. I have read plenty issues where I I tell Alex I'm going to get the just the first issues just see how it is. There's been plenty of stories that I don't pick up, but there's never been a story that I tell him I want to put on the pull list and I drop it after the first issue. Mm-hmm. Used mostly every single short story I'll complete it and then mostly every single longer, you know, uh ongoing series I'll at least do the first arc. So, I can't believe I, you're not getting Human Target. Newburn, I'm telling you, you like Sardaski, you like Sardaski and Stillwater. I'm telling you, Newburn's pretty good. I know, but I got 13 books last week, bro. It's just like I, you know, at a certain point, I That's have to all? like cap, I have to cap it, you know. So I got eight this week. I think next week I'm getting like another ten. So I, I would, I went, you know, ape shit. But how many of those in, are endings? Hmm? How many of those are ending? I, I feel myself personally every yeah every like, like two three or three to, I think yeah like yeah two every three to five weeks now I'm getting a couple books that end because they're like six issue or whatever five, four issues you know so yeah that's what kind of keeps me in the game because some of them are ending if I had all these stories that I got on the pool right now and they're ongoing I'd be screwed man I'd be like you I mean I, <laughs> yeah no you're right but God willing I'm gonna be living for another 50 years at least so I got plenty of time to pick up a trade paperback and read it if I really wanted to read it you know because I'm not sure if we're gonna be doing this podcast in 50 years so I'll at least have time to pick up books at least you know and read a bunch more of those. So, um, let's go. Uh, so AWA, uh, was kind of excited. Um, uh, Marjorie Finnegan, temporal criminal. It's just a fun book. You know, Garth Enos, it's, he's the man, you know, Punisher Max. He's just a fun book. Number six of eight. It's like the longest AWA uh, story so far. Usually that would be over, but kind of a fun one. You know, it's kind of, uh, fizzling out. So hopefully the last two issues are better. Uh, and then the two stories simultaneously going on at the same time from the, re- the world of the resistance, uh, moths five of six was last week or two weeks ago. That's a pretty good story. Um, I don't know if you guys, if I told you, but, but a moth in that universe is kind of like, uh, a man or a woman kind of if they feel that they have powers, you know, because you remember the resistance once the like a covid like uh, epidemic or a pandemic came and killed hundreds of millions of people. And the five percent that didn't die uh, manifested powers. So when there's other people who also survive but haven't gotten their powers yet, they can go through some kind of ceremony and then like, boom, they get their powers, whatever they be. But they guaranteed only live for like six more months. They have six more months to live and then they die. So they kind of give themselves like a purpose, like a mission. Like, okay, I have now have my powers. I'm going to go do this. So this is kind of profiling this chick uh, who kind of, uh, you know, she has like the empathy. She's like an empath, a super, super empath. And she goes to these different arenas and shows and theaters. And kind of if people are going through things, she kind of, you know, gets up in the air, shines her light. And then she feels what they're feeling 
right? And then kind of like transfers what she's feeling and makes kind of everyone feel good or better, at least about their situation. So it's a pretty cool story. And then issue one of five from the same universe was knighted. Uh, kind of um, kind of a weird issue so far. It was a uh, a guy accidentally kills like a Batman type vigilante character, mm-hmm. and then uh, it looks like he's gonna have to be. It's like the Santa Claus. He accidentally kills him, and then he's gonna have to jump into the suit and become uh like the knight. I think I think they call him the knight. So those are my AWAs of the week. And then before we get into Batman, uh, Batman Reptilian, uh, issue five from Black Label, uh, from also from Garth Ennis and Liam Sharp on the art. Love, man, I love Enos's writing. He his stories are just out there, you know. Like from what I've read from him, like Punisher Max is like whoa, way out there. This one pretty much unveils Killer Croc, you know. Like a lot of these amphibians or other animals, they're like sometimes hermaphrodites, you know, like um, seahorses. You know, like, like the males can have the mm-hmm. babies, right? Yeah. So Killer Croc has like a baby, and like it's some. Hey, what? Yeah, it's some huge big demon. It looks like that big ass thing. From remember when uh, in Return of the Jedi when they go and they drop down in, in Jabba the Hutt's lair and it's that big thing in the cave. It kind of looks like that, and it's yeah, taking yeah. out it's it's taking out all these other DC villains, like killing them straight up. And now Batman's like down in the sewers trying to like save Killer Croc from its child because I guess now in this issue it wants to like actually mate. Like if it's if the baby can't suckle from uh killer croc which it's not a woman so it doesn't have any like you know nipples or teats or whatever for it now it wants killer croc to mate with his own child to like reproduce it's so weird and out there but i mean it's something i've never read but like it's in gotham city it's so weird um but yeah anything else before we get into batman yeah Uh, i'm I'm reading some weird shit here (laughs) batman (laughs) batman's a safe weird shit Another image book I got, actually, that you guys didn't get. I actually never put it on the pool, but I saw it. It caught my attention. I asked Alex over at Treasure Island Comics. He said it was the book of the week, as he always says, something about it getting picked up for a movie or not a movie, but a show. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, what's the furthest place from here? It's uh, issue one by Tyler Boss and Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, Like I said, image comics. Um you know, I read it. I tried to get it in right before this the recording of this podcast, right before we got into our little pre-production. I kind of ran through it. Pretty thick little issue. Um, not as much dialogue, but I guess it's, you know, it, it was like about seven chapters, I believe. But some of the chapters were like two to three pages. But uh, kind of like the end of the world type story. Um, they're out there trying to, like, save one of their friends. It's a... Um, it kind of reminded me of like a Donny Case crossover type of story. I don't think I'm going to be pulling it, Mike, just because, uh, you know, I, I I put two more on the pool list last week in uh, Chip Zardaski's uh, Newburn and also with a human target, which is another Tom King offering that's going to go on for another two years, probably. But uh <laughs> We'll see. Uh, I kind of took Alex's word for it. He says it's going to be pretty good. But what's the furthest place from here? You know, kind of not really my style. I'm not going to say that I wouldn't recommend it. I would say that I've been looking at reviews for it here online as we've been recording this podcast. And I'm kind of it's also kind of mixed. Same thing from what I thought. I just think that if I um wanted to if i didn't have as many things on the pool and if i didn't have as many books coming up and previews 
for me to check out. I probably would try to check out the second or third offering, but at this stage, I'm probably going to have to pass on it, man. Uh, what's the furthest place from here? If anybody, you got to let us know in the comments or let us know it um, on social media if you've read it, um, if you like it, if you're going to be pulling it. Uh, you guys obviously have no idea what it is. So, um, is Rosenberg the writer or the artist? Rosenberg is the writer. Okay, because he writes uh, the Joker. Uh, the Joker presents a puzzle box. So the current book that I'm reading right now, I knew the name sounded familiar. That's why my head was down for the last sixty seconds trying to look this up. But yeah, <laughs> he, so he's he's writing a puzzle box right now. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. I just. I think, you know, it kind of reminds me of a nice house on the lake. It's They kind of give you a lot. You remember the first issue? I think it was either the first or the second issue of the nice house on the lake where they're giving you all the symbols and it's the writer and it's mm-hmm. the DJ and it's the, the artist and it's the painter and it's the chef, you know, and they all got their own symbol. And I'm like reading that first issue and I'm like, how in the damn hell am i sup- i got all these other damn books i'm reading and you want me to remember all these damn symbols and all these painters and artists and all this damn you know it's just it's a lot to take in and when you have a thick little three-part issue with like seven chapters you know coming at you in the first issue i mean i think i think what they're trying to do is good and i think they're trying to build on it and like what alex said that i think they're trying to make a show out of it but I don't know. Alex's record is um, probably like our record in the NFL pickums this year because uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of shows. I mean, Undiscovered Country. I'm still wondering. I'm I, I'm what are we two almost two years deep into that series? A year and a half, and I'm still waiting to hear something come out about it being picked up for a show. But um, I mean, it's there, there's been some articles out there about it potentially but as far as being like produced and and you know like we may see the whole entire story before it even gets casted and started to shoot so we don't yeah. know but but That's as far true. as and they as can far switch as up it, the it getting story. picked up by yeah but as far as it getting picked up by a um you know by a um, you know film studio like you know uh, a studio don't know how long that's you that usually takes so they might want to they don't want to do like a uh, game of thrones did where they went ahead of the books you know they want mm-hmm. you know the whole books maybe to come out and then go ahead and adapt it to a tv show do it that you know? way yeah so so we'll see but uh okay so the last book of the week let's get into batman 116 the penultimate issue for james tinian uh, i did like this one i want to see more pamela i want to see more freaking i mean i love the scarecrow i want to see less scarecrow and more poison ivy because i tell you what if poison ivy gets into the next arc i'm excited because josh williamson will come in and hopefully he'll do a good job with with poison ivy but man can you imagine tiny writing a creepy ass um poison ivy arc that'd be so cool he did a good job with scarecrow but i feel that i've been reading about scarecrow for so long now like i'm kind of over it i liked uh that they're sprinkling in poison ivy and like you said i wish they kind of just included her more because then they start going right back to scarecrow and then you know mr mahoney freaking shooting them who knows if he's even dead or not i mean yeah, that was a nice that was an, you, of course you not. guys would like the harley quinn book then there's a lot of ivy in there yeah ivy's badass and the thing is like the way she kind of it's just weird because they have it like in the beginning of the issue like she kind of has like the city like 
you know, there's like that city under Gotham. So they almost make it seem like she's such a big character in this issue. But then they kind of mm-hmm. just shy away from it hella fast and go right back to freaking Scarecrow. But she is. It's all she tied, is. It's all tied again, in. Obviously, so, you know, the final issue next week or we're getting this week. We'll see how big of a role mm-hmm. she is. Uh, real quick, Mike. Uh, I did actually look ahead to just see if there was already like a cover release with the Josh Williamson once he takes over. Yeah, yeah. And I see no sign of Poison Ivy. It's actually going to be a character, a villain called the Abyss. There's a new character. Oh yeah, I think we yeah I think we talked about it um, a couple yeah. weeks ago when they first like when previews first unveiled the cover for it and they had like the synopsis for the story. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh Josh Williamson takes over for yeah so we've known about this for like the past month month and a half but yeah I, I was eh, that kind of yeah, sucks. I see I see now uh, yeah the cover they should release the cover for his first two I want to say what they're gonna look like but yeah because how do because then how do you explain two poison ivies in one issue. Because remember, Poison Ivy showed up at the at the end, like, oh, you can have a conversation with yourself. Exactly. Like, the how the mm-hmm. hell did they explain all that in one more issue? But dude, how badass did the, those two straight back to back pages look when they had Mahoney right there? And then Batman. And then dude, Batman I right back to back. That was hella sick. Take a picture of that. To you. That was so. That was yeah. Oh yeah, that was badass. That was that was yeah. That was a nice little uh, battle. I really enjoyed that actually. That was good really enjoyable yeah. it's it, it's probably a preview to what's going to happen over the next couple of years you know mahoney and all these peacemakers and stuff they're going to be a you know hopefully you know i don't know if where williamson's going to take it but with this whole future state thing and they're going to go into the magistrate and they're going to c- sort of take over um they, we could we, we could be seeing them for years to come it, unless they do a you know a crisis and they reset everything and bring alfred back and then the magistrate never happened and all that uh, shit you know that's gonna be so and annoying sh- <laughs> and then sean mentioned the underground city that ivy's got down there under gotham and let's not mm-hmm. forget it's not just that underground city that ivy's got down there it's also the 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 parasites that are living down there that have recently got a hold of uh was it nakano right In yeah detective. but that's detective Yes, I know, but that's what I'm saying. You got parasites down there living in the bottom in the bottom with with Ivy. Do they you mention think... that though in Batman? Huh? They never mention that though in Batman. Like Nakano's in both stories, but he's like kind of dealing but with this one is my thing in Batman foil. and then he's I'm dealing with the tin foil in the next hat one. right now. Hmm? I got the tin foil hat on right now. Oh, okay. Well, that would be cool. I mean, I hope that they kind of have like an event where it's just one and the same for like you know so, six straight weeks. So the parasites get Ivy as she's trying to take over Gotham, and they gee, come on, put or, me on DC, dude. Or maybe that Pamela's been under the fear toxin this whole time, you know? Maybe Scarecrow's been having you know mm-hmm. a hold of her this whole time, and now it's I don't know. Does Williamson I, drop the hammer on us? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. No, I mean, I, I figure Tinyan's going to drop a hammer and he's going to completely just kind of end this like as if he's ending a show or a movie. And then um, Williamson's going to take a few aspects like the magistrate's still there and, you know, a mm. ghost still there maybe. But then it's going to be a whole nother arc with this. Um, I'm sorry. Um, who's the new character? Sorry, Sean. Uh, Abyss. 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 
Abyss. Yeah, I think he's just going to roll with Abyss. I don't abyss know. Abyss better actually, not be a bitch. That's all I got. He better be a miss. <laughs> it's actually funny we're talking about like how much you know we're enjoying Poison Ivy and kind of want more. And actually looking at books coming out this week, Batman Secret Files, The Gardener number one. Mm-hmm. And seeing the description of it, she's a shrugged in mystery, her motive secrets. Can I help but ask who is Bella Garten, a.k.a. The Gardener? Yeah, green. she's African American chick who's kind of like been by her side, and she's with the um, mm-hmm. yeah, she's with uh, Miracle Molly and all of them, right? Or is she with has she been with Poison Ivy the whole time? I think it looks she's on that last page, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's you're on that right. Last page, yeah, she's on that last page. So it's kind of funny how this little number one's coming out this week, also. So no, I'm with you on that, bro. I definitely enjoyed the little Poison Ivy Ivy aspect and. I just hope they're able to fit in all of it into this final issue because, yeah, it seems once Josh Williamson takes over, he's literally taking it in a whole nother direction. Yeah, so we'll see. But that's the books for this week. Uh, go out and get your books wherever you, wherever you go. Support your local comic book store for sure. Uh, but let's get into the news. Um, shoot, man, let's start with Disney Plus Day. Excuse me. Earlier this week, it was a two-year anniversary of disney plus so i've been a proud subscriber of disney plus now for two years i still have one more year of my three-year membership that i got right when it came out best decision of my life no, i'm kidding um besides my wife and kids of course i love you honey um he's lying yeah, it, he's lying <laughs> but anyways um so disney plus day revealed so many new things um it showed us a teaser for moon knight it showed us a teaser for she hulk it showed us a full on trailer for the new hawkeye tv show um, you have season two of Loki. You have season two of What If, Marvel Zombies. You have X Men seventy seven, Spider Man freshman year. Sean, am I forgetting anything? <laughs> uh, Miss Marvel, Agatha, oh, Miss Marvel, House of Harkness, oh, yeah. Echo, uh, X Men ninety seven, Secret Invasions, Ironheart. Ooh, that's Jeez, Secret Wars. Me give sick. it to him, Sean. It's why, hey man, you know what? It's wild because that's that, that's well, what Disney does. When Disney comes, they come with the thunder. They okay. And shout yeah. out to my boy, shout out to our boy, Jenny, the Jenny, the young one, his first at what, what is it? Uh, 30, 35, 36 years of young age, his Trip. first time going to Disney Studios down there in Anaheim, California. I seen him see. post a picture with him and his lady, man. I was like, this got to be his he, first he had time the he's posting it. He had the pin my <laughs> first time. <laughs> He actually texted me earlier. He's like, man, he's ta- ta- texting me about Disney. So, man, but uh, that, that's pretty cool, dude. But shout out to Sean. He actually texted in the early morning. Man, Disney's coming out coming out with a lot of news. Were you aware that it was Disney Plus Day? Because I actually found out after. And I was like, no one. I, I didn't realize it was, bro. I just me neither. one of those posts. Like, it had one of those, like, okay, Disney's about to go off today. It was one of those just random things, like, okay, they just randomly brought this up today. Okay, they're about to post hella crap today. And then I started, okay, Disney Plus Day. <laughs> Duh. And it just, <laughs> every yeah, I mean, 10 I- minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize it was Disney Plus Day until I actually turned on Disney Plus. I was like, let's see if, if there's anything on for the kids, you know, and then all of a sudden me and my wife take it over for like an hour. Like, oh, shut up, kids. You know, sorry. Like mommy and daddy have some previews to watch because that whole Marvel thing was like 13 minutes long of them previewing everything. And then there's like Pixar things that are coming that's out. And exactly. That's things. not even it. We have that's a live Marvel. action Pinocchio. We have a whole bunch of stuff from the just Disney aspect all and also. Yep. And now you have yep. Shang-Chi is on there for free. Jungle Cruise is on there for free. We just watched the new Home Alone, which is obviously not as good as one and two. But I think it was better than the 
like Home Alone 3, you know, the, yeah. with the kid from um, Liar Liar. Yes. Um, this one was pretty funny because it had a few aspects from the original two, like Buzz. Not, not to give anything away, but Buzz is in the movie. He plays a pol- he's a police officer. Yeah. And his last name's McAllister. And then he goes to a, a like a house call, like the alarm went off. The two people who are oh man, I'm not gonna give away, but the two people who end up being the villains, I guess, in the movie, they kind of shoo him away, like, oh yeah, we live here. Like, oh no, sorry, like we just forgot, like, oh my husband forgot the code because our code's our anniversary. You think he's gonna remember it? Ha ha ha. So then Buzz goes away, and then all of a sudden he's eating, and they say, oh yeah, we have a a son who's home alone. You know, at this resident, he goes, are you kidding me? He goes, you know, sh- you know. Uh, disregard that that's a false alarm it's a prank call prank call he goes yeah my brother does this every year Uh, (laughs) years ago my family went on vacation and we left my brother kevin home alone twice and so it's like kevin mccallister yeah and and so they and so they brought it back and and then it was funny he goes he goes nice try kevin nice try trout sniffer like it was like they brought that aspect that that sense of nostalgia back so that's all i'm going to give for that movie but it was pretty cool um but yeah uh going back to disney plus day there's so many new things i want i can give half of a review of shang chi because i fell asleep halfway through it um but a lot of good action the story was pretty good i uh, yeah i fell asleep about 35 40 minutes into it so i really didn't get into the meat and potatoes of the story but the um the intro you know it's a classic marvel movie it's a good intro uh, a lot of action, a lot of, you know, funny things. It has like the comedic, you know, relief on the side with Aquafina. You know, she's she's the the the, the best the friend water. of Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, some agua. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was pretty good. Um, Sean, Mark, what else are you excited about Disney Plus Day? I know you love Disney, Mark. Uh, Shang-Chi for sure. I mean, actually, that's going to be the movie tomorrow. I actually got like, the full like array for the rest of the week for uh, Marissa and I. You know, her pregnant, so we're just hanging out watching movies and stuff. Uh, tomorrow will be Shang-Chi. We definitely got to watch Red Notice, not to go to Netflix, but Red Notice with The Rock. and That's Gal more for Gadot. you, right? That's Gal Gadot. That's Gal Gadot, baby. You know, Rock. Come on now, baby boy. Sean's like, what? I didn't even know she was in that. Oh, wow. A total mind blow. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh for sure the new bond so i uh it's uh, oh, pure dude. entertainment bro i'm i'll wait for you guys but what a oh man what an end to the saga that is daniel craig's james bond i i can't give anything away i'm not gonna say anything just watch it it's it's unbelievable it's well worth the 1999 it was well worth it to go and spend 12 to 15 dollars and then get popcorn and soda and candy and everything or, or a mixed drink it was well worth the 50 dollar night that you would spend with your wife amazing just go to amazon prime and get it for 20 bucks and you only get it for two days so prepare to watch it like that night or like the next night don't say oh, i'll get it today and then i'll watch it this weekend because it won't be there so that's on hbo max no that's on uh, amazon prime amazon prime yep but oh, i'm sure it's not the only it? app i'm sure it was 19.99 I'm sure that's not the only app you can get it on. I think. I don't know. But yeah, no. But we'll have a full review of Shang-Chi. Hopefully all three of us can watch it soon. A full review of Bond. Hopefully next week, if not in the next couple weeks. Mm -hmm. But hopefully we can get those in before, Sean, before you go on permanent paternity leave from not only work, but probably the podcast for a few weeks. So, um, uh, Sean, you mentioned Harry Potter. So give us the news on this uh, anniversary uh, special. So they're having uh, another little a four week special anniversary that I think they're doing like some sort of show slash uh, trivia type thing. 
And it's just um, like I think the way they're promoting it is like, oh, what was the House of Dumbledore named after? I think that's like the line they always use for the commercial and just immediately made me think of Mike because I think they're having some of the characters come back. I mean, like I said, I'm not the big old Harry Potter. Know all the characters, know everything like Mike. But I mean, you know, it's it's cool. I guess like, yeah, something to watch. I think it's entertaining and stuff. But it's just super cool. They're kind of bringing it back. I mean, that was a saga an experience, the Harry Potter world and the universal, like that was one of those things that it was, it was a vibe. Everybody was in a Harry Potter. They had their own damn community and everything. So I mean, it was absolutely amazing not to bring up, you know, past relationships, but I had, I had an ex-girlfriend back in the day and she, and she and her sister, I think it was book number five or six. They were one of the ones who like, Oh, we're going to go to the, the Barnes and Nobles or the whatever bookstore. And we're going to wait in line and get it. You know, and then they like I think they bought two copies, like one Ready to like keep it in condition and one to read. Yeah. And so it was it was a huge thing. And then we went and saw when all the movies started coming out when we were still dating. We would go to you know, like opening night, opening weekend, all these people wearing their robes, their scarves, they had their glasses and their and their, you know, their lightning bolt scarf. Did you have your broomstick? No, no broomsticks. No I think they would they didn't allow that because it could be used as a weapon. No, no <laughs> wands, no brooms, but uh but yeah, no, I mean it's 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 a man it was that, something man it dude, really 20 was years something, took over the world there's a freaking sticker on the back of my car baby muggle on board i mean i love it i read all the books twice seeing all the movies at least five six times a piece love it i actually uh clicked on the article right now on cosmic so yeah wb and hbo max announced that daniel radcliffe Rupert Grant and Emma Watson are reuniting for the upcoming Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, twenty special. Uh, the official details include Daniel, Rupert, and Emma join filmmaker Chris Columbus and other esteemed cast members across the, all eight Harry Potter films as they travel back to Hogwarts for the first time to celebrate the anniversary. Damn, twenty years ago, that is unbelievable, man. Yep. Mark, what say you for uh, old uh, Harold Potter? Uh, <laughs> I think I I think I watched probably the first one years ago on TV, but I just haven't been too you know me haven't paid attention really. So put it on the queue, huh? Yeah, put it on the queue. I don't know how many are how many deep are we in now? Like the eight five, of them, right? It's been it's eight? been over. It's been over for a long time, but there were seven books, but they made the seventh book into two movies. So you have eight movies to watch. Uh-huh. Damn. I thought it was like five, six. Jesus, Lord, eight. Spanning back to what years, actually? I think, I think 1999. Or no, it's, well, no. Well, 20 years. So 2001 maybe was the first yeah, one. Yeah. About the time yeah. I graduated, I think. Yeah. So 2001 was a Sorcerer's Stone, and then every, you know, two three years after that, and then it ended like five years ago with uh, the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Yeah, it's a good it's a good I'll story. Like good. especially if you at least watch the movies, and then when you go to Universal, when you go to like the Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, um, it's like, oh yeah, remember that? Remember that? It, it's so immersive. It's so cool. And I think that the one in Orlando is way better than the one in in uh, Hollywood. They have like the the dragon like every ten minutes blows fire and stuff. It's the, he, he's sitting on top of Gringotts Bank. It's like it's really cool. Wow. The Harry Potter Hogwarts Tournament of Houses, the show that they mentioned, the trivia show. 
will start November 28th. Uh, Mark loves the time, so it'll be at 8 p.m. Eastern <laughs> Eastern 5 time. 5 p.m. Pacific. I 5 like to get where the Comic Bookies podcast comes out of the Pacific time zone yes. in the Pacific West Coast of uh, <laughs> the United States of of uh, America. Just but, put on uh, the DVR. You can watch it at eight. And it'll be on TBS and Cartoon Network. Nice. <laughs> I will definitely be seeing where my knowledge still, if it's still, you know, tucked away in there sorry, after yes, so many sorry. years of not reading or seeing the movies. So I got some news for you guys, actually, right? If you guys are done with the HP stuff, I got some, uh, mm-hmm. some HK stuff, some D, some DIS HK. So, uh disney plus day obviously they come out and they say that disney plus has launched in hong kong guys we know how big this is disney plus is finally launched in china they have announced that the streaming service is finally out there on the same day if not the day after they announced that Hong Kong Disneyland closes for one day temporary due to COVID-19 outbreak in the staff, guys. I swear to freaking God, there if it they is. close Anaheim before I go next month in less than four weeks, I'm going to shit everything. I don't, I, I don't know why I just said that, but I am like, you know, you <laughs> can't actually picture what that means right like, now. Everything yeah. you can think of, I'm going to just shit, shit. shit it all. Oh, I'm going to be so mad. I don't care about the $2,000 I'm going to get back in my bank account. I don't care. I need to go. I need to get away. Got to get, so. get away? Got to get away. No, it's getawaytoday.com is where I got my vacation. Do not, go to, do not go to Costco. Do not go to Disneyland.com. Get away today. A very nice group of people from the state of Utah, probably Mormons, but they're very, very nice Hey, take care. Be prepared for it, though, Michael. Be prepared. We're oh, getting in. I'm. I am now emotionally prepared for it, and you know it's going to happen. F- raining fire down in Orange County on the city of Anaheim. So, what day are you leaving? I'm not telling you and the fans when I'm not going to be home. I'll text you later. The fans don't know your damn address. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I'm going uh, the second week of. Um, uh, December. So we get, or no, the, the third week of December. So we'll get there on a Sunday, go to the park Monday through Thursday, come home Friday, and then I'll have to work that one day Saturday. But then I hope get a whole another, you know, like nice weekend. So, yep, nice. only have to take two, only have to take two days of work off for for a whole week in Disneyland. So kind of works out. We yeah, we we planned it right to where it's still, you know, kids are still in school. They haven't started their winter break yet, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's Christmas, but then also the kids are like still in school. Like they're chomping the bit. It's, oh, my God, it's almost Christmas time, but they're still in school. So hopefully going Monday through Thursday during the week, no weekend crowds and no school being out crowds. Smack, smack. I like it. It's a good time, yep. bro. Have fun. Be safe, man. Same Don't as you guys worry, because at the Comic Bookies podcast, we can also help plan your Disney adventure on the west coast <laughs> we don't know too much about when it comes to the one in orlando but lord knows you come and talk to miguel here our host at the comic books podcast he will help you plan 
fast track or whatever the hell not faster what is it now what's it called now it's the genie the fast, plus the genie plus pass and all which he is going to experience and he will probably make a youtube video for you guys to let you know well, how he's you know what i think in a, i think in a past lifetime me and sean were also friends and we also had a travel agency business open because me and sean used uh, to do that with everyone when we worked together when we didn't work together when someone even mentioned like oh you know i feel like going to like mexico or like san diego we're like mm-hmm well, let me look up for you here. I can get you flights at this price. I can get you hotels at this price. Like, dude, we were on that stuff because, like, when we were single, yeah. and we were always just planning stuff. Every like, like, it seemed like every week we were like, you a know, hey, just, for, just for S's and G's, if we wanted to go to Mardi Gras, how much would it be right now if we booked six months in advance? And you know, yeah. How was that life, though, Sean? A different life. Different life. I didn't know who I was back then. Yeah, right. I didn't know who I was. Oh man! You don't know who you are now. Now it's now it's the good now it's the good life. You don't know who you are now. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So now so last piece of news. Um. Uh. As we speak, the last I don't know if it's the last one, but at least another new Spider-Man No Way Home uh, trailer came out with a bunch of different scenes. You saw Doc Ock. You saw Green Goblin. You saw Sandman. You saw a new look of Electro. So it's gonna be pretty cool. And then someone, it's funny because someone posted like an up close, um, uh, like a screenshot or like you know of Reptile when he's getting punched. Did you see that on like it's like Comicsology or Comicbook.com? It was an up close. It was a scene where Spider-Man's coming in. He's gonna punch Reptile, and then Sandman's big old huge. His fist is coming in, and all of a sudden it looks like a ghost freaking punches Reptile. Like his face just goes bam, and everyone's like, "Who was that?" And I was like, oh, "Miles Morales." Oh, I was like, "Oh no, they're gonna bring in Miles because he he's invisible and he punched him." Uh, but Bro. you know that's whole like theory and stuff. But like, who knows? It could have been just like bad camera work, or they didn't edit it right. So it was really Spider-Man punching him, but his his head just went like this, but no Air one punch. saw anybody punch him. So it was all like you know theory, like oh my god. But if Miles Morales was in there too, oh man. It's going to be that good. Is, yeah, release date December 17th, man. It's coming quick, bro. Holy crap, that's crazy. Whew. Yep. The, the Yep. The Let's weekend, hit weekend we get back from Disneyland, we'll be going to the theaters that same weekend. Let's hit the fans with some numbers over the weekend, Mike, if you got them. Eternals here, Walt Disney coming in at 1.7, uh, what is it, million gross at the Cliff of the Big Red Dog, which I actually did see. I actually didn't mention that yet in this podcast, but I went with my wife. I went with my daughter to see Clifford. Obviously, some nostalgic coming uh some nostalgia coming for me in my uh in my in my younger years i read a lot of those books and uh but yeah dune from the book fair huh yeah the scholastic baby baby. can't get past it baby but nonetheless (laughs) dune coming in at three you know time to die which mike just saw venom still hanging in there so uh sony pictures actually gets that one with marvel uh coming in in the in the co co uh co company or whatever you want to call it but yeah eternals guys uh walt disney kills it again clifford pretty good pretty funny if you got kids i'd check it out especially if you're a millennial like my asses why not quentin tarantino guys and uh nfts have been big talk of the town lately quentin tarantino is trying to get his fair share of the but obviously Miramax is not letting him have it, guys. 
uh, iconic director Quentin Tarantino is trying to snag uh, some NFTs uh, from his Pulp Fiction movie coming in in 1994. But Miramax is trying to blank him from that, saying, no, 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 no. We were the producer. We were the company that. (laughs) Snoop Dogg right there. Is it Miramax? What's his name, though? Miramax is the dude that's um oh the the, the pedophile or I mean like yes, yeah, the, the, yes yeah. Yeah, yeah right no no he had like like Weinstein was like his Weinstein. own brand no like like Harvey Weinstein had it was like the Weinstein group or the Weinstein production it wasn't Miramax I thought he owned didn't he own Miramax he might have owned that also but I remember when it was a, Wein, a Harvey Weinstein movie it was like the really thin pieces of the W's and it made the W that was like the logo. So Mira Max uh, Productions has gave uh, Tarantino a cease and desist order saying basically you can't go ahead and use – try to you know market these NFTs. You can't do that. That's, that's crazy. I mean Quentin Tarantino, I mean he's a pretty smart guy obviously, but he's trying to go behind – you know, obviously, you knew this wasn't going to go down like this, Tarantino. Mm-hmm. You you know damn well people weren't going to let you do it like this, you know. Obviously, you're the director. It's your idea. But this is why you got guys in the comic book industry like Scott Snyder and, you know, Tiny and kind of moving on to doing their own thing, right? So they can have the rights to their own work because that's what it's about. When you're doing shit like this and you're giving Miramax pretty much – you know, you're selling your soul to get your your to, to the ones with the money. They're the ones that are going to be able to produce your shit. Right. It sucks that all these years now that you're trying to bank on your own idea, on your own direction, on your own publication. Right. You can't do it because there was this company back in the day that stood in the damn way of you doing it yourself. You know, but you back then. You have to go through it. Times are changing now. Things are coming more to, you know, you know, producer, you know, self-made, you know, and going forward, I people are going to learn from this. People are going to see this and be like, look, Tarantino can't even, you know, make money off his own shit now because Miramax damn near a, a company that's been forgotten. Do I ever do you have you guys watched the movie lately that says Miramax when you watch it? Exactly. Couldn't so, tell you. Yeah. I couldn't tell you either, right? So it's just uh, it kind of sucks that Tarantino, obviously being the star of Pulp Fiction, alongside Samuel L. and John Travolta and your Poison Ivy and Uma Therma, right? Uma Thurman, but mm-hmm. dude, it just uh, now that Tarantino's trying to make a little bit of coin on his uh, great, once a great, uh, you know, cinematography uh, masterpiece. He can't because Miramax is standing in the way. So uh, things are probably still going to come with this. I'm sure Tarantino is going to be able to get a piece of the pie when it's all said and done. Obviously, his idea, but uh, probably going to go to court hearings and whatnot. But latest news here, guys, Quentin Tarantino <clears throat> trying to profit off NFTs being sold in his Pulp Fiction hit from 1994. But Miramax is putting a halt on it. You guys have well, any thoughts? If not, well, hopefully, okay. well, I'm going to say as we end the podcast, hopefully, Libsyn.com does not take, uh, does not give us a the cease and desist. We want to have an NFT on the fire that is the Comic Bookies podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, 
But that is it for the comic books and entertainment side of the podcast. That's it for episode 133. I hope you guys have had an amazing time either watching us right now on YouTube and Twitch or listening to us wherever you get your podcasts. But, boys, it's been a fun night. Uh, thank you to Sean for coming back. Hopefully you're back again next week. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, the fans need to enjoy you for as long as they get you because you'll be gone for a little bit of time having the new boy. End of this month November. or early next month. So take us away, gentlemen. Uh, like to what Mike just said, man, it's good to obviously be back with the guys. Episode 133, always fun. You know, the typical climb in the world of sports and comics. But just us three, to what Mike said earlier, just three easygoing guys just like to just enjoy each other's company talk sports comics entertainment obviously most importantly thank you to the fans for engaging with us aaron as well as all the other people that got on today and the people who will take time to listen to us you know later in the week whenever thank you guys and you know baby on the way so who knows if this week you know will be my last episode for a couple weeks or next week is you know whenever it is i'm most importantly you know just excited to finally be a dad and for the baby to be here so that's, yeah, just something super excited for. And, of course, thanks to my two co-hosts who have been the biggest support, you know, being there for me and holding it down these past couple of weeks that I wasn't here. So definitely love those guys. And, yeah, keep supporting the Comic Bookies podcast, guys. Thank you. Yes, 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 definitely. Once again, always check us out on social media. Always check us out every day, every week, every month. We gave you guys these episodes at least four times a month. So we give you guys plenty of time to listen to our guys rant. Sean, Mike, we come at you with the newest. Uh, <laughs> we come at you with the newest news entertainment for your Wednesday mornings. And uh, yeah, we thank you guys for listening. We thank everybody for tuning along. We thank you guys for trying to give your picks out with us so you guys can compete with us as we are sub 500, all of us sitting right now. But yet there's still a couple more weeks left in the season for us to get back above 500 and uh, exciting days ahead. We're about to eat some turkey, about to crack some ham, some uh, mashed potatoes, some yams, whatever that whatever you guys have you on. Stuffing. Oh, my God. Oh, man, it's going to be great. It's all good. We are entering the holiday season, and there's no better way than to enter it with my two co-hosts here from the Comic Bookie podcast and our comic bookie fans all over the world, all over the globe. Wherever you guys come from, we thank you. Our mamas thank you. Our sisters, our daughters, our kids, everybody thanks you for listening to us, for sharing, for spending the good gospel. And the good gospel being spread is everybody stay safe out there. Everybody keep listening. Everybody keep reading. And everybody keep enjoying this podcast and keep learning, keep growing within yourselves. And thank you. We love you guys. Uh, this is episode 133. Mike, take them away, baby. Well, I think next Tuesday is going to be our episode right before Thanksgiving. So I think we're going to have a nice little like maybe four or five round draft of our favorite um, main dishes and side oh, dishes yes. on Thanksgiving Day. So guys, get prepared for that. Fans, if you're listening, uh, come tune in and, and you know, vote live with us because we have plenty, plenty of food to get into. Um, but before I say goodbye, also, it seems like every single week for the past three or four weeks, we get an, a new uh, country stamped to the yes. comic bookie. Uh, passport so two more countries so Ooh. gentlemen since i've been doing this we've gotten almost 40 different countries 
to download the Comic Bookies podcast. So I think we've gotten this country before, but you know, since I've been taking it, this is uh, brand new. But for but thank you to Sweden for downloading oh, nice. us yes. and the country of Syria. So thank you to Syria, being our 38th and 39th country. So we're almost to the big 4-0. Uh, but this has been episode 133. Thank you so much for um, downloading or subscribing, listening, watching, whatever you do. However you consume us, thank you so much for supporting. We love you all 3,000. Yeah, for Mark and Sean, this is Mike. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics. Enjoy each other. See you guys next week. Have a fun and safe weekend. Peace. Peace. And always enjoy each other. Enjoy each other like we're about to enjoy some fights coming up because we're about to get Frank Gore. We're about to get Dan Williams. We're about to get Jake Paul. We didn't get to mention it this, but we'll mention it next week, man, because we know Sean's a Niner fan. Frank Gore, man, it's going to be crazy, man. You guys enjoy it. Enjoy 133. Let's go, baby. Peace.